So the other piece here is we see a lot of redundancy where, mm -hmm. where multiple people are working on the same thing and it ultimately re results in confusion and frustration and wasted time. Mm -hmm. So this gives us the opportunity to, to catch some of those things where we're working on the same things or things that are very similar. And we can streamline some of those tasks that we're working on if we just knew that we were working on the same task. If I see that you're doing the same thing as I am, then we might want to take a minute and touch base and figure out, should you carry it? Should I carry it? Or if we're going to work on the same thing at the same time, should we do it like in the same room so that we're both moving in the same direction? This is always a bit of an aha moment when we get a couple weeks or months in with team tasking, where people are so focused on managing their own tasks then we show them that they actually have visibility of what is on everybody else's plate. Mm -hmm. And it's an aha, oh my God, I can actually see what everybody else is doing. And this is a great resource for me. Yep. Welcome to The Critical Path with Mary and Jason, a podcast about business development. Hey Mary, did you do that thing? Company culture and loving the place just, you work just what, what, a little bit more. I was just checking in to make sure that you you know got that email that I sent 30 seconds ago you guys even though Jason teaches tasking like every day you would be surprised at how much that actually sounds like him Look, during I, the work day. I just wanted to verify that that nothing got dropped because this is a really important episode and I wanted to make sure that we were prepared hey Mary where's that file and I'm like did you check the OneNote for that client oh. under that topic yeah it's there that's where it is thanks for telling me now that my focus has totally been broken <laughs> from whatever I was trying to That's do. That's never happened. So we talked a little, well, I guess to start, this is episode 43. 43. And we are talking about, if you haven't guessed it from our banter, we're talking about team tasking. It sounds like it's a super boring episode, but this is high flying and impactful. It's important anyway. <laughs> it's important. Okay, I'm going to go with high flying and impactful. I'll take it. That's okay. next week. It is. Oh, yeah. You just wait. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this week, we're talking about team tasking. So do we have any housekeeping before we move on? Yes. So we had an awesome <laughs> Halloween party. We did. It was so good. Hopefully, everybody enjoyed the uh, spooky safety stories. We had a lot of good direct messages and uh, feedback on that. Yeah. So we're definitely going to revisit something along those lines next year. Yeah. It was really cool how... When we recorded those, as you were recording some and I was recording some and we were kind of gathering them and I wasn't sure how it was going to all come together. And then it actually worked really well together when we... You nailed the post-production. It was super spooky. Thank you. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> like my spooky music in between. Yes. It was good. So uh, we're cutting this episode and it's just a few days away from our Emerald City Trapeze event where we have a big surprise for all the attendees there. It's going to be awesome. Uh if you haven't already bought your tickets, too late. Too late. It's sold out. You gotta hit up the second secondhand market. It's sold out. But maybe if you call Janessa and like offer to buy her lunch, yeah. or if you're really nice to her, like maybe she could still get you in. I don't might know. be able to bamboozle one, but you're gonna have to pay through the nose. You're gonna have to work hard. It's gonna. And be I mean, I'm gonna be honest too. Like I don't know that Janessa's the gatekeeper. I want to try to like. No, you probably don't want to get force through. her. Yeah, talk to Andy Kaplowitz. I'm sure he can make it happen. <laughs> And, and Tony uh, at ABC, if you just give him a couple bucks, you'll be good. <laughs> that's, that's what he told me. Anyway, so we're talking about team tasking. So we already talked about tasking mm -hmm. in episode 31, getting your house in order. Mm -hmm. So why is tasking important? 
Why isn't it asking? I should ask yeah, myself you that. should ask yourself. I was actually asking myself. You interrupted me. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, tasking. Tell yourself about tasking, yeah. Jason. Well, in a lot of ways, if you're not managing your tasks, then you're not doing your job. It sounds a little crazy and remarkably simple to make that statement. So is this a little like when Cadence told us, if you're not costing your jobs, then your jobs will cost you? Yeah. So if, when we're talking about the importance of job costing, mm-hmm. if you're not costing your jobs, your jobs will cost you. That was a little nugget of wisdom from Cadence. And in the same way, if you're not managing your tasks, Mm -hmm. then your tasks are managing you. That's right. That's true. It works all over the place. It really does. It's important, and we recognize that it's important individually to be able to track tasks. But anytime that we're working in a group or on a team, especially a construction team, it is super important that we have visibility of what our team is doing. Absolutely. Everyone should be able to have visibility of everyone else's tasks. And this can be a little bit creepy. It can be a little controversial at first because everybody kind of has that feeling of like, I don't want somebody looking at what I'm doing all Mm -hmm. day. So we're going to talk a little over this episode. Why are you asking those questions? (laughs) Right. I work really hard. Right. Mary, I work all day. It's true. It's none of your business. Mostly. Well, that's true. But you know what? Hmm. Maybe if you did more team tasking, Uh, then you wouldn't have to interrupt me all day. mm -hmm. So the idea that we're we're pushing here is that when teams work together, it's super important that we have shared visibility of what's going on. So all of the items that uh, uh, we interrupt each other with, just like the beginning of this episode where Mm -hmm. I said, hey, I want to make sure we nail this episode. Did you read that email that I sent to you 30 seconds ago? Mm -hmm. That happens all the time. And it was totally unnecessary if we're properly using a team tasking platform. Mm -hmm. Where's that file? Or go in and check and enter this data from this place that you already knew where it was. Where's the part that we ordered? When, Mm -hmm. When is it expected? Right? Where did the delivery go? Did we ever get the answer to this question? So with team tasking. All of these things and many more can be answered with team tasking. (laughs) many more. So if you're using team tasking, you can put these notes Mm -hmm. into that system. Mm -hmm. And then the person who you have the question from, because it's low priority, because you don't need an answer right now, right now, right now. I just need an answer before Friday. Yep. Then they can see that and get the na- an answer to you when they're ready to do it. So they have a break between two tasks. So we call this a, a passive communication system. Mm-hmm. And it it's probably fair at this point to share that we are, I think, both now OneNote fanboys. It's true. Yeah. We are. Yeah. And OneNote is a free platform. Except I prefer to refer to myself as a fangirl. You can do that. It's okay. It, <laughs> it comes with an B-O-I if you prefer. But anyway, so OneNote is a a free platform that you can set up for your team. And it is essentially a a handmade team tasking platform that allows you to control a lot of things at once and share that information passively. So we use OneNote for a lot of things, but team tasking is our favorite place to get started with OneNote. So briefly, and you could use other tools in the Mm -hmm. same way. There are a lot of tools you could use for team tasking. But OneNote, basically what you would do is have a team tasking notebook that is shared with the whole team with a tab in that notebook for each team member. Mm -hmm. And then inside of that tab, you can see what they're doing all week. In a given week. And so those weeks just push forward and we can have that record then of what everybody accomplished over that time. Um, But it's important that, that we have that shared visibility 
and we start to open up those lines of communication because we're moving more and more information every day. That's true. So there are a lot of ways that team tasking is useful, but the first thing we're going to talk about is when you are a manager, when you have people that you're responsible for, how can team tasking help you do your job? So we're frequently brought into dysfunctional teams where people are having trouble with communication and balls get dropped and information is lost. So we're brought in by a frustrated manager or owner or leader of a company and they say that my company has grown to the point that I am out of touch with what's going on and things get missed. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So the first thing that team tasking can do is on the one hand, Often people want to resist it at first because it feels like everybody's going to be crawling all over every detail of my day. But the truth is that it gives a manager visibility of what you're doing without that feel of being micromanaged. Because Mm -hmm. in the absence of some kind of team tasking, the only way for me to find out what you're doing is for me to come and ask you over and over again throughout the day. Is it done? What are you doing? How's this coming? What are you working on? When's it going to be done? Whereas... When you are keeping your tasks in a place where your manager can look and see it at any time, then that manager has the ability to see what you're working on, to help direct your priorities. To make sure that you're working on the most important thing mm -hmm. that you should be. If there's something that's really important to them, they have the ability to help direct you in that way. Mm -hmm. And we're able to pay attention to our productivity on a given day. So how productive was I today versus last week versus Mm -hmm. next week? And we can have a side-by-side comparison of why did these things go better or why were we able to process more information faster on a given day? Absolutely. And this really comes back to the idea that in the field, we see where we have daily logs. Mm -hmm. And daily logs give us, if they're done right, a lot of information about productivity, about what's happening, about what's getting done. And then when we come to the office, then we don't have that information. Mm -hmm. So there's a disconnect. There's a, a loss there. But we still have a tremendous amount of, of tasks, tremendous number of tasks that we have to push forward. So the neat thing from the managerial perspective is that we can add notes and information and kind of tips as our teams are building out their task list. We can say, make sure you check in with so-and-so or run this by me before you send it out. I'd like to have a look at it. I see that you're touring a venue mm-hmm. today and I say, make sure to ask for Sean. He's really helpful. Mm-hmm. Preview. So, uh, and and then we can add that clarification and request those check-ins from the people who who report to us. So if I see today that you are going to be working on a certain report, I can say, hey, uh, would you mind when you finish this, come and check in with me. Mm -hmm. I want to see the results before you move on with this project. Yeah, to make sure everybody's on the right track. And all of that happens passively. So there are no emails, messages to process. There are no text messages. Mm -hmm. There are no barging into people's offices while they're deep in thought. All of that happens passively and we see that information when we are ready for it. Yep. So we can also use this for uh, the manager. The manager gets the benefit of seeing a simplified calendar for where everybody's at. When is everybody going to be off work? When does anybody have appointments that they need to attend to? Sales appointments. Yeah. So generally with for this, I would recommend that you would use more like Outlook and calendar sharing. Mm-hmm. That's a lot more sophisticated and can do a better job of overlaying what everyone is doing. But sometimes people have a hard time setting up shared calendars. And sometimes our technology that we have doesn't allow that, although it's getting less and less common that we're seeing people who can't yeah. have shared calendars. 
but it is a place where you can keep that information and share that information if, for whatever reason, group calendars aren't working out for you. Mm-hmm. So another thing I love to do with team tasking is it's a simple form that we use, and I will actually put a picture of that in the show notes if you're interested That's to see. mighty nice of you. It's super simple, but it's got three columns. And so we have one column where we lay out what the tasks are that we're doing. In a given day. One column where we lay out any appointments that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, not only can that act as a simplified calendar, but also if I see you didn't accomplish any tasks, but you had seven meetings today, then I'm not going to be asking questions about your productivity. Right. Uh, But then the third field is notes, and notes is where managers or team members can add recommendations, suggestions, check in with me, whatever that looks like. Mm -hmm. So the thing you can do then once you get this rolling is you as a manager can add a column to someone's team tasking. So for example, we recently were working with a sales person Mm -hmm. and the manager wanted to understand more about how many new leads was the salesperson contacting. Mm -hmm. And the salesperson said, they're right there in my appointments. You can see. But the manager didn't really want to take the time to go and say, okay, for every name that I see an appointment with, which ones of these are new leads, which ones of these are uh, current contacts, old customers checking back in. Uh, So by adding that new field, that new column where we can put new leads, not only does that make it quick and easy for the manager to just open that up and see at a glance how many new leads we have in a week, but also it communicates very clearly and directly to that team member how important that element of their job is to us. It takes up a whole column of their their task list, essentially. So uh, I think you have to be careful how you use that, because if you go and you add 26 columns someone's tasking is going to get really unmanageable really quickly. Yeah, You want it to be lightweight enough that the manager can quickly assess where that person's at, but you also want to make it lightweight enough that a person can manage it and we get the information out of it that we need to. Mm -hmm. The idea of this, this tool is that this is the tool that is open in front of you as you work. Mm -hmm. This is the tool. This is a workspace. This is a workspace. Yeah. And you, you should be able to keep notes there, mm-hmm. information about what you're doing and how you're doing it, mm-hmm. so that at the end of the day, you can look back and see not just what you got done, but how you got it done. So what is the most important thing, though, from the managerial perspective? So here we are. We're rolling out team tasking for our team. We have OneNote. We brought in Arcade to set up this very simple, cost-effective solution. What is the most important thing from the manager's perspective about how you promote this internally? We're now having visibility of what every single person is doing on our team. Mm-hmm. The risk and concern is is the, the lack of trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, lack of trust. Yeah. So if someone can always look over my shoulder and, and mm-hmm. measure exactly what I'm getting done in mm-hmm. any given point, it's important that we establish that, that benchmark of trust that we don't overuse this or abuse this visibility. Yeah. Well, I mean that we don't use it like a stick to mm-hmm. hit anybody with. Yeah. So a uh, piece here is uh, our kids. I use an app called Life360. Mm-hmm. And it so is... Life360. So that is the, the one that lets me see where they're at. Yes. Got that's it. the one that lets you see where they're at. Yeah. So uh, this Life360 is really controversial mm-hmm. among teenagers. Often many of them really, really hate that their parents do this to this them. This is like a microchip. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they feel like it's invasive. And then the parents will have rules that say, if you turn that off, then you're going to lose your phone or Mm -hmm. you're going to get in trouble. And kids wouldn't want to leave their phone at home. 
mm-hmm. right? Because that's their their tie to the world and Instagram and mm-hmm. Friendster, mm-hmm. you know? And it's something that uh, I'm really happy with that our kids don't mind it at all. And Cadence will argue with people that it's a good thing that we have Life360. That we always know where they're at. That we always know where she's at. And I, I wouldn't be that comfortable if my parents always knew where I was at when I was a kid. And that took effort because there were many times when I would track and see that she was somewhere that I didn't necessarily give her permission to be. Mm-hmm. But I also see that where she's at is at her friend Emma's house. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to use Life360 to punish her for that because otherwise like, I wouldn't know where she You'd was. lose access to that information. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I see she's at the waterfront and I didn't expect her to be there, I'm going to be a little more worried about... Or, or in a shipping container. Right, right. Where she's at yeah. and whether she's safe. Yeah. And so when I contact her based on Life360 and ask her where she is or what she's doing, I say things like, you aren't anywhere that I recognize. Is everything okay? Mm-hmm. And then I usually get the whole story from her, where she's at and what's happening and why somehow she took the wrong bus and this is going Whatever. on. Whatever. That's yeah, great. But she's alive and she's well and that's but the, the important part. But the point is that she doesn't feel the way that her friends do because mm-hmm. we have very carefully not used Life360 as a tool to punish her or make right. her feel like she's being watched. Yeah. Team so, tasking is the same. Yeah. And when we set this process up from, from the leadership standpoint, it's important that we we communicate this tool in that way that mm-hmm. it's not intended and it will not be used to punish you for for not doing your job you not doing your job is reason enough right and i don't know that i have ever seen team tasking all that so it is almost always the first thing that we roll out mm-hmm. and every implementation of it that i've ever seen i've never seen it prove that someone just doesn't care and isn't doing their job. Yeah. What I see happen is it starts to prove that they're running off down rabbit holes. Yeah. They're getting lost. They're doing things that they don't really need to be doing. And when we see that that's what's happening and we take that stuff out of their way. We can help steer them back to where they need to be. And then they feel productive and mm-hmm. they feel better. Yeah. So, and that's, I guess, the other part of what we want to communicate here is how is this so it's great that it's useful to me as a manager but how is this useful to you guys as the team yeah and so one of the ways that it's really helpful is if i need help with something i have a big project that i'm trying to get through it's not their job to help me but i need to ask one of my coworkers for a hand i can quickly and easily open that up and see what everybody has on deck today and who is busy on their own super tight deadline projects mm-hmm. and who might have a little bandwidth to help me out. Yeah. So if their task list for today is very light or near empty, mm-hmm. then I know that that's probably a good place to start. And I can go ask them if they have space today to give me a hand. Instead of going up and down the hall, interrupting mm-hmm. everyone from whatever they're doing to figure out who has time for me. Mm-hmm. It gives us the ability to have a window into everybody's workload. So... The other piece here is we see a lot of redundancy where Mm -hmm. where multiple people are working on the same thing and it ultimately results in confusion and frustration and wasted time. Mm -hmm. So this gives us the opportunity to to catch some of those things where we're working on the same things or things that are very similar. And we can streamline some of those tasks that we're working on if we just knew that we were working on the same task. 
if I see that you're doing the same thing as I am, then we might want to take a minute and touch base and figure out, should you carry it? Should I carry it? Or if we're going to work on the same thing at the same time, should we do it like in the same room so that we're both moving in the same direction? This is always a bit of an aha moment when we get a couple weeks or months in with team tasking where people are so focused on managing their own tasks, then we show them that they actually have visibility of what is on everybody else's plate. Mm -hmm. And it's an aha, oh my God, I can actually see what everybody else is doing. And this is a great resource for me. Yep. And the other really cool thing that happens at this point is, you know, we talked in episode, what was it, 31? 31. We talked about that tasking is kind of complex mm -hmm. and doing it right and doing it in a way that it's actually helpful to you instead of uh, just taking up more of your bandwidth than you want can take some practice. And it's pretty customizable. So personalized, per, personalized, personalizable. Can I say that? No. I don't think so. <laughs> you can't. I just said you it. You literally can't. I just made it a word now. So when then you look at everyone else, how they're handling this tasking system, you can see what they're doing mm -hmm. and recognize, oh, maybe my tasks are a little too detailed now that I look at what everyone else is doing. Let me zoom back a little. Yeah. Or uh, I'm doing this way too vague now that I look at what everyone else is doing and I should zoom in a little. Uh, you might see that they're using the checkbox tool instead of line through or... Uh, well, and, and one of the really interesting things about our job is that we get to run all these experiments where, where we're teaching how to use tasking and we get to see everybody run their own experiments on mm -hmm. what works well for them. And then when we in the future identify folks who are struggling with, with certain aspects of it, we can say, try this. This worked really well in the situation. Mm -hmm. And and we're able to identify what type of tasking or what type of system works better mm -hmm. for a given person. So by working on it as a group, it just really helps you see what everyone else is doing and do it better. Mm -hmm. So finally, when whether you're working with someone like Arcade mm -hmm. and you have a coach or if you're just onboarding at the company where you are and you have a mentor or someone who's trying to teach you how to do a better job, mm -hmm. team tasking can be really helpful for that too. Yeah. So when we, when we provide coaching and business development for folks, we're staying in touch passively with OneNote and we have our shared action items that we're tracking and then we can see how those things are progressing. But we can also have visibility of their team's tasks and how those are being managed and, and progressing so that we can jump in if we need to, if we detect that there's a problem. Mm -hmm. And we can see the tasks that are costing them time. It, it gives us the ability to see where they need help mm -hmm. based on the way that they're doing things. Mm -hmm. uh, we can just get a lot of visibility of how to help them. It's also secondarily beneficial to us because... Uh, when we find we need files in order to help them or we need information in order to help them, often the further we go down this path, the more that stuff starts to just be there in the OneNote and we can access the pieces of their system that we need yeah. because it's right there in the OneNote. And it's all searchable and archivable and very easy to access anything that's happened years before. Yep. Uh, and I think one of my favorite pieces about team tasking is that when you create a process like this, and you have a new hire, those folks come on and they know they can know very little and they'll quickly see what's happening around them and see what's happening in that tasking environment and mm -hmm. be able to uh, jump right in and start to become part of that machine 
in a much shorter time span. So if I get hired in as a project manager and I want to understand how do project managers do it here? What do project managers do? I can go look at all three of the other project managers who work here. I can look at all of their tasks over the last six weeks and get this picture that tells me this is what they do on a day-to-day basis. And then I can start asking questions. It says here that you did this task. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. How does that work? What is that? How do I do that? How do I do that? Yeah. And you get to see how each project manager oftentimes does things a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. And which style do you ascribe to? Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's that's a little bit about the benefits of of who will benefit, edit, from that uh, super cool stuff. But there there are some important implementation notes that we should be thinking about. So, okay, we want to roll out a new process. It can save us a lot of stress. It can prevent dropping balls. It can reduce frustration. It can, it can reduce the conflict in our office. It's super important that we think just a little bit about how we want to roll this thing out. Yep, absolutely. So, One of the first pieces of pushback we often get when we talk about this is everyone thinks it's going to be heavy. Mm -hmm. It's going to be time intensive. I don't have time for that. I have to do my job. Yep. And the truth is that this can be very simple and very light, but you have to build it that way. So if you build a process that people have to take a lot of time to work with. 57 steps. Yeah. 57 steps, Barbara. then they're going to reject it. Mm -hmm. So you want to keep it as light and as simple as possible. So again, we like OneNote. That's our favorite tool. But Trello is good. Uh, Microsoft Teams, I think, could be good for this. Again, Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people really are frustrated by Teams, Mm -hmm. but that's mostly because it just auto-starts as soon as you install Office on your computer. Yeah, it's sort of like uh, McAfee antivirus. Yeah, but you can make that not auto-start when you start your computer. So go look it up online. Google it. Google that. It's actually, I feel like I go in and I do all of these high value things to help people's computers work better. Uh, And when they go, Teams always starts every time I start my computer. (laughs) Can you make it stop? And I'm like, yes, I can. And I open up Teams and I go to settings and I tell it not to auto start. And I feel like that is the highest value that people get out of the things I do that they recognize, right? They're like, wow. Ask ask a millennial. (laughs) Wow, thanks. So when we roll out a new process, it's important that we gamify it to some extent. Uh, We want to make sure that we explain it to everybody and explain the expectation and explain the why of why we're doing this, that we're not Mm -hmm. going to use it like a stick, but Mm -hmm. we want to use it to improve communication and visibility of of our workloads. So we always promote the idea of using uh, incentivization, gamification, Mm -hmm. so that we can have a prize for whoever did it best that week or whoever participated all week gets a thing. Yep. Everyone who participated all Mm -hmm. week because the cost of that base compared to what you will get out of using this system regularly is a drop in the bucket. Yep. If you want the thing, you have to to complete your tasking for the week. It doesn't mean you have to finish your tasking. Doesn't mean you have to finish everything on your list. It means that you You need to enter. You just have to fill it out. So the other important part is of this is the way that the system works best is if in the morning everyone adds what they plan to do that day and then check it off as you go. Mm-hmm. Because if we just add what we did that day at the end of the day, it takes away that ability to kind of get ahead of things and understand what's happening in real time. And we talk about the idea that as a foreman on, on a job site, 
you're not doing your job if you're not filling out your daily reports. Mm -hmm. In the same way, you are not doing your job if you are not planning your day mm -hmm. and the tasks that you have to complete. So we'll oftentimes stop people from doing anything related to their job until they until finish, done. Uh, take the five minutes in the beginning of the day, mm -hmm. set up your day with tasking. Of course, things are going to change. That's okay. Yeah. But we should at least take a stab at it. So if I'm a manager and I'm trying to roll this out, the things I'm going to be watching for are one, I'm going to open this up at 10 or 11 mm -hmm. in the morning mm -hmm. and make sure things are actually getting added to it preemptively yep. as opposed to at the end of the day. I want to see that people are adding their tasks of what they plan to do today, whether they get it done or not. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing I'm going to look for is looking at the previous days. Are things getting checked off or crossed off? Because right. another thing we often see mm -hmm. is people who come in in the morning and fill in everything they plan to do, but then they don't actually update at the end of the day what they did do. Yeah. So then it's very hard to parse what actually happened versus whether they just had big goals. Mm -hmm. So we're looking for A, are they adding things in the morning? B, are they actually checking off accurately what they did? Mm -hmm. And are they carrying those things that are incomplete over to the next day mm -hmm. or not? Also, are we having unique tasks from day to day? Like because check email? You don't want check email every check day? Check email is okay, actually. All day? Not Well, I mean, it depends on your job. Take, but take the Outlook class. It, it, well, it depends <laughs> on your job. What if that's your job? Just checking to, email? To literally answer email all day. Like if you're like a CSR. Oh, sure. like. But even CSRs will have... Like Comcast National or something. Oh, gosh. I'm just saying, oh. like, it's possible. The point, that's not the point. For all of you Comcast National email responders, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> when I say... Unless that's your dream. When if, I say... If that's your dream, I'm not sorry. Live, live life, your dream. Live your dream. Fly. Fly. You can Fly. do it. You can do it. I <laughs> Fly know you Comcast could. business yes. phone answer email responders. You are first responders in my heart. <laughs> You're the first responder of my heart. That's right. So when I say unique tasks every day... What I mean is if you're actually checking email every day and you want that as a task, great, do it. However, if you are um, working on a budget and it's going to take you a week to do, mm -hmm. and every day you just put work on budget, work on budget, work on budget, then it gets very hard to pull apart what's getting done. Mm -hmm. So, uh, for example, I'm working on a website right now. So I could just put work on website every day of my week because I'm doing it a little at a time. Instead, what I'm going to say is set up database, mm -hmm. uh, put up projects, posts, work on images, right? I'm going to actually pull that apart and put in the actual tasks that have... The smaller tasks inside. Then let me see what I did when and mm -hmm. how much progress I actually made. Whereas when you use that big heading that's just work on website, mm -hmm. it tells you nothing about what kind of progress you made inside of that big well, task. You could just have one task that is work. Yeah. Do my job. Do work. Do my job. Right, that doesn't give anybody any visibility of what's on your plate or how much you got done. It's true. Yeah. So when we roll things out, we always like to use positive peer pressure wherever possible. Mm -hmm. uh, and is that alliteration? Uh, yes. Positive peer pressure is alliteration. That, that's what I use all the time. Alliteration. I use positive peer pressure all the time where we set up kind of a goal and, and we encourage other folks to use it. So mm -hmm. uh, we try to, to find some champions of this process mm -hmm. and encourage them strongly to get them to kind of take the lead of using this new process. So then you have some of the, the older dogs who are, mm -hmm. who are reluctant to take on this new process mm -hmm. and they can see in real time the fact that all these other people are 
chiming in and using it. And, and especially when it is kind of the younger, less mm-hmm. experienced people who are really doing well with this, mm-hmm. then they feel a little like they need to keep up. Yep. And and we don't want to use it as a, a fear-based tool. Not at all. But we want to use it as a tool where we're acknowledging those people who are taking this mm-hmm. uh, and running with it and celebrating that with the team. And in fact, make, make a big stinking deal out of it. And in fact, if our if those younger, more tech-savvy people are actually helping some of those older, really experienced, good at the trade people yeah. to get this done. Uh, I can do a lot to help create better bonds. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so positive peer pressure mm-hmm. is alliteration because it is repetitive consonant sounds. No, you need to say that in alliteration. I don't think I do. <laughs> it is consistent it's... consonant uh, cacophony. Okay, fair. <laughs> When you repeat vowel sounds, it is? Assonance. Assonance. You did it. Fist bump. I don't know why. English fist bump. It's a different thing. I know it's a different thing. Because alliteration, every word starts. What does assonance have to do with anything? I mean. These like the the booty shorts with like the ruffles in them? No, that's ruched butt yoga pants. Sorry. Ruched butt yoga pants. (laughs) Is that? That seems like a good jetpack. That is the jetpack. Ruched butt. How do you spell that? It's R... U-C-H-E-D, maybe? Let me look it up. Rooshed butt yoga pants. Oh, I might take a long time on this just to hear you continue to sing. Yeah, R-U-C-H-E-D. Yeah. If you haven't seen this, check it out. Rooshed butt leggings. It is really complicated. There's a lot going on there. Rooshed butt leggings. Really not a lot going on. It's just Well, it's all over your screen now. Like ruffles? You can't it's not like ruffles though. They were like the the baby butt ruffles, like for little little girls. Uh Uh-huh. that is not what's going on there. No, it's like it's to make your butt look bigger. It is. It's it's bad. It's really a bad thing. So are we gonna finish this or are we just gonna talk about ruched butt? I mean, it's kinda nice. You know, it's entertaining. Uh, Anyway, everybody wants to think about ruched butts on their way home from work. So, when you are rolling out team tasking, (laughs) (laughs) uh, uh, when you're rolling out team tasking, you most often still have to use a little bit of brute force to get it to happen. It's and I mean brute force. I don't know if brute force that, is that's the why right I said word. a little bit of brute it's, force. I mean, so the point is, this is still a new thing, mm-hmm. and if people we roll push out, away from new things, if we roll out a new thing, and we ask people to try a new thing, and we don't. Except for TikTok, they always jump on TikTok. I, Wendy likes TikTok. I know. Shout out Wendy, <laughs> TikTok it. But the uh, the point is, people will push back mm-hmm. uh, because it's new and it's yeah. different. And if we don't make it mandatory that they do it, mm-hmm. then they won't do it. Yeah. So we want to make sure that when we detect that somebody hasn't gone through that hoop on that day, mm-hmm. we basically call a timeout and then we redirect them and we get them to go through that process. And most of the time, this doesn't even need to look disciplinary. Mm-hmm. It just, if you just stay on it and it's 1130 and you're saying, you're on their phone mm-hmm. saying, hey, how come I don't see anything in your team tasking? Mm-hmm. Hey, want to fill out the team tasking? Yeah. You forgot to fill out team tasking. Anytime we, and it can come across as nagging, but anytime it's we, fair. <laughs> yeah, it is, we, we take on something new and we take on a new challenge, 
give it three months, mm -hmm. give it three whole months. What is that? That's like 60 work days of your entire life. Mm -hmm. If you hate it and you hate it as a team and you don't see any benefits, you can always go back to the crappy way you were doing it before. It's true. That is always an option. You, you can always regress to that. Or you can learn things from why this yes. path didn't work that yeah. make some other path more likely to yeah. work, some other tool, some different way to do it. But it's worth the investment. It reduces conflict. It gives you and, and your team better visibility of what is on everyone's plate. Mm-hmm and results in utter joy, according to an email that I just read. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It was from a, a Chinese uh, investor looking to oh. hire me part-time. Oh, it's not. I thought you were, I thought. So we're often, we often hear feedback <laughs> about yeah, this. Yeah. When, when we roll No, team, I just made that one up. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, when we roll out team tasking, mm -hmm. we often hear a yeah. lot from people as oh, yeah. they get into it and they say things like, I can't believe how much more organized I feel. Or, yeah. This is super useful. This is really helpful. Uh, I don't know that I've ever heard anyone refer to it as utter joy, which is why it would be funny. So that's a, a shout out to anybody who has used team tasking and we've helped them implement it. Mm -hmm. Let us know if it's been utter joy for you or not. Has it been utter joy? Yes, that's no. That's a big question. Maybe. Is it utter joy? <laughs> but regardless, it works very well. And yeah. we've even been able to roll it out for very low tech, very chaotic uh, teams who really struggle and still we've ha seen some really good success with this. Yeah, it is fantabulous. It is. Is that it? Uh, I think so. Hey, I just didn't get a notification. It's true. I'm going to go wrap up my team tasks for today using my alliteration. So Jason doesn't use team tasking. I know. The, the lone wolf rides alone. It's true. He rides alone. But tell you what, though, in... Uh, in my project management days, we would use that extensively. That's true. I use team tasking. I'm just waiting for you to join the party. You're the team tasker of one. I'm a team tasker of one. <laughs> team tasker one, your part, your <laughs> your table's ready. You want your table is ready. It was like that lady last night at, uh, at <laughs> Din Typhoon. Oh yeah, she got a table for one. Really Her sad. table was ready. You know? Yeah, I had to. I had to flag down the, the server because know, he was ignoring her. Because she couldn't get his attention. That's true. Okay. Anyway. So Jetpack was? Jetpack was? I'm making you say it. You don't remember? You already forgot? I forget everything. I have to put it on task. I know. It was ruched butt yoga pants. Ruched butt yoga pants. Ruched butt yeah. yoga pants. Yeah. Ruched. it. Ruched it, boys. <laughs> I hope this has been a fun oh, romp see, into I wanna see. I want to see some dudes. In ruched butt yoga pants. Oh, I'm sure that exists. I'm going to Google it. Careful. <laughs> you don't know what you'll find. You can find us. You can find us. On our new web address at www.thecriticalpathpodcast.com. We figured, why not add another one? I know. Like we have something like 18. You can find us at www.arcadewayfinding.com. You can. That's actually a thing. That is really a thing. I made it just now. You, no. I just put it up there. I made it like four years ago. I think it was longer than that. No, no. it was longer than that ago yes. that I made arcadeconsultants.com, right. but That's now... Over. It's a yeah. new chapter. We became Arcade Wayfinding like three years ago? Oh, it's been a while. It's been a while. Wherever, you could, you, you've been able... I don't know how long you've been able to find us there, but you definitely can now. You definitely can. <laughs> definitely yeah. can. And you can find us on LinkedIn at Jason Sturgeon, Mary Sturgeon. You can't find us on TikTok because we're not there. Sorry, Wendy. 
Nope, not gonna happen. <laughs> uh, Friendster, I am always Friendsting. You're really not on Friendster because that's not a thing. Fantabulous fresh Friendster Frimes. Is that your Friendster name? It is. Not a thing. It's I really tough to spell. It's really hard for people to find me. Yeah, I think Friendster is gone and has been gone for twelve years okay. or something. So, are you excited for next week? Next week. Next week's episode. Oh, I am excited for next week's episode. I was thinking you were talking about this week, about tomorrow by the time this podcast goes live. Yeah, well, I'm talking about Friday by the time this podcast goes live yesterday. Yeah, you're losing <laughs> me and also everyone. I'm sorry, everyone. I apologize. See, it's you just have to think like we are in the day where the podcast goes live. What day is it? It's Thursday. And the podcast goes live on Thursday, and fall event is tomorrow. Okay. Well, we're looking forward to seeing a sold-out house. It's going to be great. For and an amazing spectacle. A big surprise coming from Arcade. Yeah. It's going to be pretty cool. And we will tell you all about it next week. Watch for it. Watch for it.